County Bulldogs remain unbeaten. DeKalb County gets a border rivalry shutout win at Warren County. And Cumberland County's big rally keeps Livingston Academy winless. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Week 8 in the Upper Cumberland, a short week, needless to say, as several teams in the area on by this week. However, the football games that we did have on Friday night, quite interesting results. We're going to talk about it throughout the course of the show tonight, as we'll have Clay County coach Jake Johnson on a little bit later on via telephone to talk about his team going to 7-0 and on the season. DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp, his team a big game with Warren County last night. We'll talk to both Coach Trapp and Coach Matt Turner at Warren County. And Livingston Academy, close but no cigar. We'll talk to Coach Dale Flatt about his team's performance at Cumberland County. Also this morning, we're going to be talking to Monterey Coach Scott Hughes, who's joining us live in person. We'll get to Coach Hughes in just a few moments. Right now, let's hit the scoreboard Friday night in the Upper Cumberland. As we mentioned, Clay County, the ranked number six in the state in the 1A classification. 25 nothing shutout last night at Scott High. Scott High, a Class 4A team, so Clay County again playing up the level of competition. Nate Adams, 9 of 15, 93 yards and a touchdown as the Clay County defense pitched their third shutout of the season, allowing only 96 yards in the game. DeKalb County gets three rushing touchdowns from Colby Barnes. Isaac Knowles with a pick six, continuing his outstanding season. DeKalb County, a shutout at Dunley Stadium in McMinnville, 28-0 the final score last night. Livingston Academy, they had a 20-7 first-half lead in Crossville against Cumberland County last night, but the Jets soared past Livingston with a big second half, 43-20 as Cumberland County evens their record at 4-4 on the season, and White County goes down to Metro last night and runs into a buzzsaw at Hillsborough. The Burroughs over the Warriors, 52-21. Meanwhile, in the Upper Cumberland, it was Cookville, Jackson County, Monterey, Stone Memorial, Upperman, and York Institute, all with a week off this week as a lot of teams are on fall break, a lot of schools, I should say. Uh, some other area games of interest last night. Trousdale County in an exciting game over Gordonsville, 28-24. Brian Claybert in that game, 14 carries, 139 yards, three touchdowns. For the Yellow Jackets, Watertown back playing Watertown football, looking good as they improved to five and three, shutting out Harpeth, forty-nine to nothing. Also last night, Red Boiling Springs gets their second win of the season, forty-two thirty-four over Caverna, Kentucky, and Cannon County improves to five and three with a fifty-four-six homecoming win over the Tennessee Heat. And one score just to throw this one out there. I almost thought it was basketball when I first saw it. If you like offense, you should have been down toward Chattanooga last night. Sale Creek, 74, Mount Juliet Christian, 67. What a score. What a game that must have been last night down at Sale Creek. Right now, we're going to bring on to the microphone Scott Hughes, head coach of the Monterey Wildcats. Uh, coach, you ever been in a 74-67 game? <laughs> no, sir, we haven't. Uh, we try to avoid those situations as much as possible. Coach, I know you had the bye week this week and uh, getting ready for a huge showdown that we'll talk about in just a few moments with Oneida. Uh, 
what was the mindset this week? What did you want your players to kind of do? Did you want them to get away from the game a little bit? Walk me through what's gone on this week. Uh, we actually did. We told them uh, at the end of Friday night's game against Waverly that we wanted to, wanted them to get away for the week, uh, to be a little bit active, but but really not worry about football, just not lay in the bed or just lay around and uh, you know come back where it's going to take us three or four days to get back functional. So uh, we're, we're hoping that getting away uh, will help them to realize that they do enjoy football and, and that we've got to make a big, huge push here at the end. Is it ever a concern of a head coach when you've got the bye week simultaneous with fall break and you've got a second week of fall break coming up at that, that you can kind of keep that momentum going, especially going into such a big game next week? I, I, I dread fall break weeks. Uh, I absolutely dread it. Uh, we've tried – Every method as far as, you know, practicing a few days at the beginning, practice a few days at the end. Um, you know, we, we've really, throughout 15 years, tried every, every way, and uh, we've, we kind of stumbled upon the two weeks uh, fall break and just giving the young men a complete week off to get away, and, and hopefully that helps. Uh, but you always worry if you're playing good football, you always worry will you come back the same. Uh, and, and you never officially come back the same. It takes a few days to kind of get back in rhythm. And, uh, you know, for us, we, the last couple of years, we've always had a huge challenge right after fall break, and we do again this year. So hopefully our, our mindset will be good, and, and we do have a good mature football team, and hopefully that will take over. I mentioned Clay County having played up in classification in several games. Monterey's done the same thing this year, and you two are kind of in the same boat. It's sort of hard to find. You play most of the schools your size already in your area, but you have to step out and play some bigger schools. How does that both benefit and hurt you over the course of a season? Uh, you know, for us, we've played two 3As and two 4As already. And, and you know, when you look at our record, uh, you know, both both losses that we, we have are – uh, one was against the 4A, really good 4A school, and one was against the number six or seventh ranked 3A team in the state. And, uh, you know, one we, we lose by one point, one we lose by five. And, and, you know, we had a chance in both games. And, and so from a standpoint as a coach, you know that your team has the opportunity to be really successful and, and possibly, you know, win some games that they're supposed to win. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, we, we talked about having the challenge early in the year. Uh, and, and I've told our guys, you know, we put them in these situations for a reason. And, and you know, they've met the challenge and they've accepted the challenge week after week. Uh, and, and so hopefully it will help us in these next next few weeks. In terms of injuries, bumps, bruises, things of that nature, has that been somewhat of an issue for your team at all this year? Uh, no, sir. We've been very blessed. Uh, you know, we've, we've had the normal bumps and bruises. We've had a few weird injuries where guys have missed a day of practice or something like that. Um, you know, just trying to get them healed back up. And, and my training staff does a phenomenal job. Candy Mickey, uh, she, she's great about getting them in, getting them treatment, you know, doing all the things that, that we need to do to get them recovered. Uh, you know, we believe in our strength and conditioning program, and, and we've had great success with that, just getting our guys back uh, where they need to be. And, and we lift heavy in season, uh, and, and we do a lot of maintenance lifts to just try to, you know, maintain joint soreness and things of that nature. And, and so we're, we're, we've been very blessed at this point. We're talking Monterey High School Wildcat football with head coach Scott Hughes on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, Coach, as you get set for this week of preparation, do you kind of get back into the regular time schedule? I I know you don't have school, but do you try to keep practices and things about the same time every day you would during a normal week? We do. We'll we'll come in one morning. 
uh, Monday morning, and, and that way they have just a, a little bit more time on Monday off to, to kind of recover. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be normal time frame uh, and, and try to get back into that normal school routine. And, and the big thing for us is, is we're always preaching to them, make sure their daily routine is the same, not waking up at 1 o'clock to come into practice and, and being sluggish and making sure they're getting up early, eating at a normal time, and, and getting back into that normal routine that we had leading up to this week. Looking at your team, what's one area maybe you've seen the most growth in throughout the course of the season thus far? Uh, depth. Uh, you know, we, we've got some younger guys now that we believe can help us in some situations that early in the year we, we really didn't. And uh, that, that's been a huge improvement for us is just being able to roll a few more bodies out on Friday nights. And it, it may not be for 30 or 40 snaps, but just being able to feel comfortable to get you know, two or three snaps at a time to give some guys a, a break off. Because in our situation, you know, our guys are, are playing every special team snap. They're playing every offensive, defensive snap. And, and just being able to get them two, three, four snaps over the course of the game is huge. That was one thing I wanted to bring up because, and we've talked about this before, the small school mentality, 1A, 2A, you just don't have the numbers of players on your roster. So kind of describe that sense of urgency you do have to develop depth and and to get younger players up to speed at a kind of a quicker pace so they're there for that depth well you know it's hard for younger guys to understand the the amount of work that goes in just from a mental standpoint and and that's probably the biggest thing for us is is the mental side more than the physical side with our young guys our our young guys uh we we like you know the the physical nature that they have they run well or they're pretty good in the weight room uh but they're just not up to speed mentally and and that's the worst part is coming out of middle school coming out of youth league uh it's kind of watered down and then you get to us and it's a whole lot more and certainly you want to kind of develop that mentality as early as you possibly can at the younger ages, I'm sure, to try to get, you know, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to develop. And kind of once they get to high school, I guess, have some familiarity with, with what you're doing scheme-wise. It is, and, and we were lucky this year, uh, you know, our middle school program went 100% off the terminology and, and things that we use. So we're hoping that will help us in the future. Uh, the big thing is just football knowledge in general, you know, on defense, being able to recognize formations and being able to remember what was on the scouting report and what we watched in film and offensively being able to, to remember motions and calls and tags. And we're still not – sometimes we're not very good handling that even even with our old guys. So uh, it, it's, it's always a learning curve. Well, Coach, we've got some players we're going to bring to the microphone in the next segment. And along with that – Want to get your thoughts on the Oneida game. It's coming up a huge game for Monterey coming up on Friday night as they'll take on Oneida in a game that could determine the regular season region championship. We'll have players and more coming up. We're coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Weekend of the high school football season now in the books. Again, a lot of uh, teams on a bye this week. Uh, one of those, the Monterey Wildcats. We have Coach Scott Hughes and uh, three players from the Monterey Wildcat roster here we're going to talk to in just a moment. It's always good when you're hosting a radio show, Coach, and you hear the words, I don't have any idea what's about to come out of their mouths. <laughs> well, For a coach, though, it could be a little scary. Well, you know, this group, uh, and I've told them, I, I am hard on them, and, and they understand the reasons why. But they're they're a great group. We have we have a good time. Um, you know, I feel like I have a good relationship with these guys, and, and uh, it's a whole lot more than just football. 
And that's something that we've always talked about in our program is being more than football uh, and, and having that relationship. And, and I do think that I do with these guys. And uh, even though I am pretty hard on them at times, they, they, they understand that once we leave the field, it's, it's different. Right. We've got with us this morning uh, senior tight end defensive end Carter Charleston. We've got senior wide receiver defensive back Chandler, Chandler Bowden and junior quarterback linebacker Matthew Montgomery. Carter, we're going to start with you this morning. And uh, first question I've got to ask, you get fall break and a bye week all at once. Uh, what does a Monterey Wildcat football player do when you don't have a game to prepare for and you're off school all week? Uh, me and a few of the guys, we've been working out. Um, with each other and we've been going to the field and throwing and staying in shape staying in shape staying focused what's uh what about this football team brings you guys all together in terms of camaraderie i just think we have great chemistry like i've never been on a uh team with with this good of chemistry you all get along well and all of us do yeah. do, you, do you consider yourself to be one of the leaders on this football team i would like to say that do you feel like you lead more by example or a vocal leader or a little of both um i'd say a little bit of both okay yeah. maybe an edge one way or the other or just a good combination of both a good combination of both now you play tight end and defensive end do you prefer one position over the other i really like defensive end i like I like hitting people. Okay, now i got to ask this question because those two positions, you could impact the game on both sides of the ball. Let's say you catch the game-winning touchdown or you sack the quarterback on fourth down to end the game. Which play would you prefer to to make of those two? Um, I'd like to sack the quarterback to end the game. What about sack the quarterback, scoop up a fumble, and run for a touchdown? Then you win all the way around, right? <laughs> yeah, that almost, that almost happened last year. Almost happened yeah. last year. Let's get Chandler to the microphone. Uh, Chandler Bowden, the senior wide receiver, defensive back. And uh, uh, Chandler, what's it mean to you, this being your senior year? What has it meant to you this year realizing this is your last year of high school football? Just mostly just play the best you can and don't uh, really just – play the game like it's supposed to be play as a team don't hold anything back mostly what's the best thing about your teammates that uh, really makes this team as a whole special uh, if you mess up they just tell you to keep your head up and keep playing well now like i just asked carter a moment ago do you consider yourself to be a leader on the field and if so are you a vocal leader or are you a leader by example probably a leader by example okay if you were to say this guy's the guy that's going to get in your face if you mess up, who would that guy on the team be? I don't think we really have one besides Coach, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> so <laughs> Coach handles all that, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> now I've got you as a wide receiver, defensive back, and do you have a preference of which position you prefer? Receiver. Like to You like to score the, yep. score the big touchdowns? Yep. All right. Well, from a perspective stat-wise this season, how have you been doing so far? I think I've been doing pretty good. Coach feel that way too? <laughs> he says very much. All right. Big game next Friday night. Get your thoughts on that. And uh, with fall break this week, do you think that's going to be a distraction for you guys? Uh, not really. If we just go to practice, play our game, I think we'll do good. All right. We'll bring up the third man, Matthew Montgomery, junior quarterback and linebacker. And uh, do you enjoy playing linebacker more than playing quarterback? Uh, I like hitting people, but, I mean, uh, I like scoring touchdowns too, so it's a little bit of both. Now, when you say you enjoy hitting people, now, are you a mobile quarterback? Uh, 
Kind of, kind of not really. I, I, I like to tuck it a little bit and then lower the shoulder a little bit. Well, I was going to say, do you lower the shoulder or is your first inclination to maybe not take a direct hit so you don't get hurt as a quarterback? No, I typically run directly into the hit, and he kind of gets mad at me for it, but I, <laughs> I typically run directly into it. You like the contact? Yes, sir. What, what do you feel makes this team special this year? Uh, I feel like a lot of us have played for so many years together. A lot of us have played since, like, youth league up until now and i think it's just the connection's grown as we've gotten older and uh really i think there's it's come together with a lot of leaders on the team you being a junior on this team do you still find yourself looking up to the senior guys on the team and asking them for advice and things such as that yeah it's a it's like a respect aspect because they've been playing the game longer than i have and you know you can always learn something you're always willing to learn now, with just a handful of games left in the regular season and the playoffs coming up, tell me one thing you think this team could improve on that would help you possibly advance farther in the postseason. I think our focus. Our focus needs to – I think we kind of got a – it's an old team, but it's a young aspect of it, and we we need to get our focus down in practices and in games and be able to, like, put the nail in the coffin in games and seal the win. How big is the game next Friday night with Oneida? It's a big one, a really right. big one. Well, guys – Carter, Chandler, Matthew, thank you guys for coming out this morning. We wish you the best of luck Friday and throughout the rest of the season. Coach, I want to bring you back up to the microphone, and let's talk a little bit about that uh, Monterey-Oneida game. you got to make the trip up there, and I know that's a you know pretty good bus ride up the road. They've got a good football program. Uh, what are you expecting on Friday night? Well, you know, it's going to be about an hour-and-a-half trip for us, and it's a historic football place that, that most people, I believe, uh, when we moved into that region, most people had Oneida pick to win that region. Uh, so we understand the challenge ahead of us. Uh, they're, they're a really big physical football team, uh, and we're going to have to match their physicality, and we're going to have to match their intensity. They, they play very, very well in their home stadium, and, and so it's a, it's a hard place to play. But we've been in some big environments already this year. Uh, when you go back and you look at where we scrimmaged at and the road games that we've already had, we've, we've been in some pretty good environments getting ourselves ready for this environment. One thing I asked one of your players in, in that aspect of maybe still an area you're looking to, to kind of improve on that will help you down the stretch into the postseason. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of going to steal what Matthew said. We've got to just better focus, uh, you know, and understand, you know, snap by snap where our focus has to be uh, and, and not worry about whatever happened previously, uh, you know. And, and I guess the second area, we've got to clean up some turnover issues uh, that we've had throughout, uh, realistically throughout all year, uh, which has been a, a big concern for our staff. Uh, but we're getting better at it. It just uh, seems like in some of our bigger games, we, we've let it creep up on us a couple times, and it's cost us. In, in really big situations. So it's something that we've got to work really hard on this week and continue to work on through the rest of the year. Well, Coach, you are having a fantastic season in Monterey. It's a huge game. It's uh, arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, in the Upper Cumberland, involving an Upper Cumberland team this week, Monterey playing at Oneida. We wish you guys a whole lot of luck, and uh, we'll be keeping tabs on you, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thank you guys very much for having us on today. Coach Scott Hughes joining us today, along with players from the Monterey Wildcat football team here on the High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Well, the DeKalb County Tigers had a big win last night. DeKalb County goes over to border rival Warren County, and they pitch a 28-0 shutout last night. Coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers joins us via telephone this morning. Coach, first and foremost, when I see that goose egg on the opposite side of the scoreboard, first question I've got to ask, how proud were you of the defensive effort last night? Uh, just extremely proud. I mean, those guys are uh, really fluent, and they've been playing really well the last few weeks as well, just flying through the football and 
you know, we had a, a moment in the second quarter that were offensively we just kind of got in a funk a little bit and was struggling just execution-wise. But, uh, you know, our defense, you know, they kept playing strong and, you know, didn't allow them to score any points that, you know, really could have made that game be a whole lot different if, uh, you know, they were able to score and put some pressure on us because offensively in that moment uh, really wasn't performing at its best. Coming out of the gate in the first quarter, what was the mood of your team? This is always a big game being a border rivalry. How fired up were they? Well, definitely. Uh, you know, we really enjoy playing it at the beginning of the year, you know, talking with our coach after the game. You know, they agree as well. But, you know, like I said a lot over the last week, uh, it just, you know, we didn't want to take this opportunity away from either program. So just glad that we were able to play that football game. I know they're, they're still dealing with, with some of those issues and things like that. So just appreciative to be able to play. But, you know, you know one of the last things we told our guys coming out is, you know, just we've got to work on being the most physical team on the field. And, you know, we wanted to, you know, try to establish that run game there early on, and we did, and just marched right down the field and scored. And, you know, probably a little bit on me, should just stay with that probably more in the second quarter there. But, um, you know, but ultimately – you know, we got our senses right after halftime and just dedicated ourselves to doing what we needed to be the, uh, to be successful. And uh, just another good night from the offensive line as well. You know, those guys have been playing really well the last few weeks too. Great night for running back Colby Barnes as he rushes for three touchdowns. What uh, what was it for Colby? You talked about the offensive line, but talk about his performance last night. Well, I mean, it was just hitting the holes really well. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a horizontal run game last night. We were just going straight downhill. And you know, pretty good run game for our receiver as well. Again, Isaac knows he was over 100 yards. I think there was one yard between them and two carries between as far as what we did. But, you know, Kobe's that guy that, uh, you know, he's a bigger back. Uh, you might not think that he can move very fast. But uh, once he hits through that first level he can and starts striding, he covers ground pretty quickly. So, I mean, everything he was getting was six, seven, eight, fifteen yards. Just uh, you know, churning it. And like I said, in the second half, that's kind of what we dedicated ourselves to, and um, and had a good night. And didn't realize he had three touchdowns to the game was over. So, uh, just one of those those quiet, hard running uh, nights. But again, just got to give all of our props to the to the offensive line. They did another good job. We've talked a lot about Isaac Knowles this season, and for obvious reasons, he's having a great year. I think he's around 1,500 total yards and about 15 touchdowns. He gets a pick six last night. Talk about that a little bit. At what point did that pick six occur, and how did maybe that affect the momentum of the ball game? Well, I think it was a big momentum shift. It was there in the second half, and uh, you know, it probably could come after one of our scores, and uh, you know, so it ultimately it gave us a, an even bigger lead, and uh, as great as athlete as he is, he told me after game that is his first ever interception that he has returned for a touchdown, and and he has scored for us in a lot of different ways. And I've watched him score a lot throughout his uh, junior pro middle school career. So uh, that was a finally a, a, or a fun nugget to to know about a really exciting football player. And he had two interceptions on the night, and you know uh, the other one was in a critical third down situation that you know he just. He made plays, and I remember after the game last night talking to some of the, the newspaper uh, media and things like that, you know, what was our biggest thing in the second half, and, you know, really it wasn't about plays, it was about players, um, you know, and able to, you know, rotate him back there and get some run game in with him, and, uh, you know, Kobe running the ball well, this had some good passes in there, but, uh, you know, it's just dedicating ourselves to, to doing what we felt like we needed to be doing to, to be successful for those guys, and it worked out. Cap County shuts out 
uh, Warren County last night. 28 to nothing is the final score over in McMinnville. We're talking to DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, four wins in a row now for you, DeKalb County Tigers, and this is looking a bit similar to the last couple of years. We've talked about the slow starts and then the winning streak in the middle part of the season. What's been the catalyst for the turnaround and the four-game winning streak in your mind? I mean, it's it's the same thing I said the last couple of years is, you know, really just not losing your marbles as a coaching staff. And I just want to give a lot of credit to those guys as well. But just just staying the course on our accountability of these guys and, and staying the course on working and doing our due diligence. And, um, and then ultimately these guys as players, you know, just coming around and understanding that, you know, it takes what it takes to be successful and, you know, all through winter workouts and, and spring and summer, you know, we told them, say, are you going to learn your experience by listening to us and, and off the experiences that we have had in the past as football coaches? and uh, Or are you going to wait until learn and learn it on the field? And if you wait and learn it on the field, you're, you're, you're going to be heartbroken. And, you know, a little bit of that was the case. You know, we, we've got a handful of guys that's got a lot of experience. We've got a handful of guys that's new. Uh, but really, it's just like I said, it's just about staying the course and you know finding ways to make sure these guys are in situations to be successful. But then ultimately, those guys just buying into that process and doing the best they can each and every day. Huge game Friday night, DeKalb County and Upperman. You get the bees at home. That helps a little bit, but uh, they're ranked ninth in the state. They've been playing some good football. But this game, Coach, you win that one, and suddenly the race for the district championship, or region championship, I should say, is really kind of up in the air. What do you expect from the Upperman Bees Friday night? I mean, they're just a solid football team. You know, Coach Kane's a great coach. Been playing against him. We're coaching against him since 15. He was in Sequatchie. Uh, you know, just a solid team. I mean, they're not going to surprise you a whole lot with what they're going to do, but what they do, they do it extremely well. Uh, an extremely disciplined football team, physical football team, and, you know, I'd like to say that we can hang our hat on being some of those same things. I mean, every coach wants their team to be those things, and he gets the best out of those guys, and he's got some really talented players. And, you know, last year was a game that went right down to the wire, close game. Uh, you know, so our guys are, are, are ready to go. We're, uh, you know, just get a good work, uh, work week in. And, uh, you know, we're on fall break this week, so hopefully that's not a distraction, but just gives us more time to mentally prepare and get these guys rested up and ready to go for a great football game this week. It'll be the game to watch in the Upper Cumberland next Friday night for sure. Upperman at DeKalb County. DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp taking a few moments with us this morning on the playbook. Coach, good luck next Friday throughout the rest of the season. I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. We're coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Let's recap the scoreboard as we start the second half of today's show. Friday night in the Upper Cumberland. Clay County, the number 16 in the state in the 1A classification. Their defense allows only 96 yards. Quarterback Nate Adams throws for 93 yards and a touchdown. Clay County, their third shutout of the season at Scott High last night, 25-0, the final score. DeKalb County also gets a shutout over border rival Warren County last night. Colby Barnes scores three rushing touchdowns. Isaac Knowles with a pick six. Tigers over Warren County, 28 to nothing. DeKalb County has now won four in a row. Livingston Academy up 20-7 to in the first half, but they couldn't make it last. Cumberland County... 36 unanswered points to win it 43-20 to last night. Livingston Academy, as they go on their bye week, still looking 
for their first win of the season. White County in a Region 5-5A showdown last night travels down to Hillsboro. The Burroughs get 181 yards rushing from Travion Gentry as they beat White County 52-21. Several teams on a bye from the Upper Cumberland area, including Cookville, Jackson County, Monterey, Stone Memorial, Upperman, and York Institute. Some other games of interest around the area. Trousdale County ranked number two in the state in Class 2A over Gordonsville in a shootout, 28-24. The Tigers ranked number five in Class 1A. Brian Claiborne with 139 yards rushing and three touchdowns for the Yellow Jackets. Watertown gets a big reach and win, a shutout over Harpeth, 49-0 the final score last night. And it was also wins for Red Boiling Springs, 42-34 over Caverna, Kentucky, and Cannon County, 54-6 over the Tennessee Heat. Let's head up to Salina this morning. Coach Jake Johnson in a great mood this morning as his team, as we mentioned a moment ago, getting their third shutout of the season, going on the road and beating Scott High last night, 25 to nothing. Coach, how do you feel your team is playing with uh, all these big games coming up down the stretch? Well, the good thing is, is you know, continuing to win. I mean, that, that's always the number one the goal. Um, the thing that I guess you don't see is, you know, we're still continuing to, to have guys step up in different positions uh, due to, you know, unfortunately as of late, uh, we've had some, some injuries on the offense and the defensive line and trying to, trying to do a little patchwork and get guys ready in different positions and, uh, you know, but like I said, it, it's it's paid off. Uh, luckily, it's something we've been dealing with on and off this entire season, so we've kind of been able to develop more depth along there. But uh, you know, it's 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 been uh, <laughs> it's been interesting on that front, to say the least. Reading up a little bit about the game last night, Coach, it, it seemed like it was kind of an ugly football game from what I read. And uh, I know your quarterback had a touchdown pass last night, but a couple of interceptions in there. Was it just sort of a game that was kind of had a funky rhythm to it, so to speak? It, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, the field conditions for me, you know, it was only It was just a, an absolute swing, you know, pregame. As we're warming up, uh, you know, kicking uh, the, the ball sticking to the ground. Like, there's no pounce. There's no anything. Serious. So, uh, you know, sloppy field conditions. And, you know, we're kind of out of our routine. We're on fall break this week. And, you know, no school uh, practicing at different times. You know, in the morning, that long road trip. It, it seemed, you know, it was hard to get in the rhythm uh, you know, in comparison to usual uh, last night, you know. However, uh, you know, we, we still still got to win, but there's there's a lot of things, you know, we need to clean up, especially, you know, penalty-wise, some halt calls, you know, just some unnecessary things. What's the most difficult thing to overcome during a week of fall break in terms of kind of getting out of the routine what's the hardest thing as a coach you have to deal with during the course of that week i mean it's just it's motivation uh you know we're all creatures of habit uh you know kids are as well and uh you, you know we we tried to do it the best way we could and just get in early earlier in the morning and just let them have the rest of their day to you know do whatever they wanted to do but you know still um high school kids don't like waking up early you know and coming in for uh uh, you know, 8 a.m. practice, uh, but, 
you know, it, it, it's hard. Uh, you know, this is the first time we've done that, you know, since I've been here is play on a fall break. And, um, you know, like I said, anytime you get out of your norm, uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> especially high school kids, uh, it, it, it's a challenge. But, uh, you know, luckily, you know, we, we got away with one, and hopefully we can refocus and everything this week. Clay County, a 25 nothing win at Scott High School last night. We're on the phone with Clay County coach Jake Johnson on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barton Builders. Coach, your defense allows only 96 yards last night. That's an impressive night for a defense on any level of football. Who really stepped up in terms of performance last night on your defensive side of the ball? Uh, you know, per, per usual, you know, Wade Curry's uh, in the middle. That's just what he does, uh, you know. Linebacker uh, does a phenomenal job there. Has for the last couple of years. Uh, but the most interesting uh, uh, statistic, I guess, if you will, is we've had so many injuries uh, on the defensive front. You know, John Hamilton, who's been a three-year starter for us, went down early. Uh, leaving the was already out. Uh, so you know, we're, we're subbing in defensive linemen, and uh, you know, against a, a four-way. Team of Scott County, who probably averaged 300 pounds up front. Uh, I, I didn't have a guy on my defensive line last night that was was anywhere uh, near 200 pounds. Uh, probably the heaviest one at one point uh, we had in was probably 165, 170. Wow! It was, it was pretty. It was pretty wild. Uh, you know, it was uh, a lot of a lot of tension and, and bear crawling. Uh, you know, we had some at different places, but, uh, you know, Hunter Kyle uh, definitely had a good night. Austin Anderson, a sophomore, uh, who's played some nose guard for us, undersized, but, you know, we moved him around uh, quite a bit in his quickness. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, you know, like I said, surprisingly, that was, that was one of the most things I was by them, period, was that their huge size. Uh, so it, it um, you yeah, know, luckily we we overcame that and touched full speed quickness up front. You know, that's one thing I didn't mention. Scott High is a Class Four A school, and you've not been afraid to play up in classification this year. In fact, this upcoming week, you got Class Three A Grundy County, and you're going to see some of that size differential. But, Coach, how will that benefit you playing these bigger schools, especially when you get into that big game of Gordonsville and? Then on into the playoffs. Do you think that's going to benefit you somewhat? I think so. I mean, you know, anytime you can get, you know, competition or you can get your kids to look, I mean, it's always a win. It's a good thing. But, uh, you know, being a small school, um, you know, single A, you play all the small schools around you at your size. You know, they're in your region. Uh, you know, so you can either play up or you can go out of state, um, you know, so close to the contested border, which we do a little bit of both. So, you know, it, it's a it's a necessary evil, uh, you know, if you will. And you know, hopefully, we get some experience uh, along the way doing that and some stiffer competition. Clay County seven and zero on the season after their win last night. They'll host Grundy County coming up on Friday night. Coach Jake Johnson's been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, good luck next week. We'll talk to you down the road. I appreciate. It. Thank you. We'll talk Livingston Academy Wildcats football with head coach Dale Flatt when the high school playbook continues, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Livingston Academy last night had a 20-7 lead at Cumberland County, and things were going well in the first half, but uh, got a little tougher in the second half as Cumberland County able to come back for a 43-20 win. Coach Dale Flatt of the Livingston Academy Wildcats joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, what happened in the second half of that football game that swung the momentum in Cumberland County's favor? You know, I think we uh, we come out, and uh, I think our kids, you know, I, we're really they're excited about being ahead at halftime. I'm sure, and uh, you know, as as things went on, it seemed like we had one mistake after another one, and and it cost us. Uh, you know, our kids, uh, I, I think they were still trying. Uh, you know, they're trying the best they could. Um, you know, but we just kept on having all these mistakes, and and it cost us. Big time, I guess. First half, though, you come out and you play some good football, possibly the best football of the season. What kind of got you going there from the outset of the football game? You know, we we watched film a lot on them. Uh, I, I think our kids pretty well knew what they was going to do. And, uh, uh, you know, we uh, we just went out there and executed and, and really had a, a flawless first half. And then, of course, second half, we had all the mistakes it cost us. Uh, it, it was kind of a, I, I guess, a thing of two game, two two different games in two different halves. Tale of two games, so to speak. And uh, with the young football team, and we've emphasized this this year because I think you've only had a handful of seniors, two or three seniors on this squad. That youth is so unpredictable. H- how difficult is it? And I know you probably have some players that are growing, but still, just getting that youth up to where they need to be. How tough has that process been this year? You know, you have different things come up, you know, every week and, and, and really daily, you know, with, with the young kids. And uh, you just have to deal with those and, and try to go on. And, and I, you know, i got to take, take my hat off to, to our kids. They, they keep on trying, you know, even though uh, the season hasn't been real good and, and you look at the scoreboard and that's not been real good. I think our kids try every game and, and you know, they're they're working hard to to do the best they can and and you know we have i guess these these moral victories on different things that we do of course that doesn't look good on the scoreboard but you know i i I think our kids pride themselves on on still working hard and and you know i i tell them every day i'm gonna go and work my hardest i want you all to be with me And, and most of the time they are i mean they they try as hard as they can what are some of the small things, Coach, that you've seen from your players that that have improved throughout the course of the season? We, we can talk about you know a lot of big things, but in football, there's so many little nuances that it continue to improve that a lot of folks won't notice. What are some of those that you have noticed? Well, you know, last night, of course, first half, uh, we had Nathan Kogel that was he was injured and he was out of that game and. Uh, and, and Jaden Lawrence was out the first half because of uh, uh, a sickness that he had. And, uh, you know, two of our best players were out, and we were playing great football. And, and that, that says that we had younger kids stepping up and, and taking those spots and, and playing really well. Uh, you know, I, I work with linebackers, and, and I, I think about them a lot. They, uh, you know, for them to... Uh, as the ball snap going forward and, and, and trying to fill the hole, uh, as the game progressed, you know, last night, I seen them start to do that. And, and, and you know, you see things like that. We, uh, 
we done an onside kick last night and got it, you know, and, and probably our first trick play that worked, you know, and, and so you see different things, you know, and also uh, I think last week we got our first uh, extra point. We kicked two of them last night. Uh, you know, it's just little things like that you see that uh, we're getting, and, and then you come up to the next week and you got something else that goes on, and, uh, you know, I, you know, our kids, like I said, they're trying the best they can. Uh, they're working hard, uh, you know, and, and we're getting these little moral victories. But, you know, of course, everybody looks at the scoreboard and they, they want a victory on the scoreboard. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking Livingston Academy head football coach Dale Flat on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach Fall Break is coming up this week. How will that affect preparation as you get ready for next Friday? Will it make it a bit more difficult for you? Well, of course, we're off next Friday. We have a bye week next Friday, and we play Watertown the week after that. Uh, we're going. Our kids are going to take a break uh, this week, and, and, of course, then we'll go back to next week and, and get ready for Watertown. And uh, I think, you know, for years, that's, that's kind of the way we've done, and uh, I, you know, sometimes you know they need a break. Uh, they need a break from that. They should probably need a break from us, and and uh, you know, rest up a little bit and get healed up, and and then the next week, we'll, of course, we'll get ready for Watertown. Forgive me there, because I did forget that there was a bye week coming up this week. How how do you think that will help the players, both mentally and physically, having a week off with no football game? You know. I, People that don't play football don't realize a lot of times you get those little injuries that that doesn't keep you out of the game, but it stays with you through the whole season. Uh, you know, that kind of gives you a chance to heal up from those. And, uh, you know, a lot of times they don't go away until the season's over and, and gives you a t- chance to rest. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's good to have a little bit of rest so you can uh, heal up a little bit and, and, and you know, get – get your body back the way uh way it's supposed to be i guess i heard a pro football player say the other day he was asked the question at what point do you look around and realize you know this player's got this going on or that player's got this going on and, and he said after week one you could pretty much look at everybody and tell they've got something going on that's the physicality i think of football coach that you're going to be bumped and bruised throughout the whole season it's just a matter of what level that you're bumped and bruised it is. It, it is. You know, I, of course, uh, uh, I can remember when I played, you know, I, there was things that happened to me and, and it didn't go away until that last game. And, and, you know, after that, of course, letting your body heal or letting it rest lets it heal. And, uh, you know, we, we got several kids with a lot of things that, uh, you know, that's aggravating them and, and that they're having to deal with. And, and it's, you know, football is kind of like life. You know, you have ups and downs. You have things that you have to go through. And, and, and uh, you know, it, I think it helps kids, you know, uh, you know, handle the pressures of life and uh, because of the things that they have and, and trying to fight through those things. Coach Dale Flatt, we appreciate your time this morning. We know you, your staff, and the team is working really hard. And uh, this young team, it's going to pay off down the road. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.
gate was a bit of a slow week in the Upper Cumberland. That will not be the case in week nine. Several big high school football games on the agenda for the upcoming week. Upperman and DeKalb County will play in Region 4-4A. A win by DeKalb County could certainly turn things upside down in the race for Region 4-4A. A win for Upperman and they cement the regular season region championship out of 4-4-A. Stone Memorial and Macon County also playing in Region 4-4-A, another game that's going to have some potential playoff implications in terms of seeding. Of course, we've mentioned Monterey at 5-2. They'll be traveling up to take on Oneida, a huge game in Region 2-2-A, a win for Monterey, clinches the Region 2-2-A region championship. York Institute will step out of region next week. The Dragons will be at home to take on Gibbs out of Knoxville. York Institute is 3-4 and four on the season. Warren County still finds themselves squarely in the playoff race in Region 3-6A. The Pioneers will host Shelbyville in a big game next week. That could determine some seeding in that region. Clay County, they'll be out of region next week, as we mentioned, to take on Grundy County. Grundy County got their first win of the season last night, a 12-10 victory over Whitwell. They will come in 1-5 to take on the 7-0 Bulldogs. And the Jackson County Blue Devils, big region game for them this next week as they will travel to Carthage to take on Smith County. Jackson County has won their last two. They are 3-3 three three overall on the season. The Owls are 3-4. and four. A win for Smith County. And they will play East Nashville in the last week of the regular season for the region championship. A win by Jackson County puts them in the driver's seat for a home playoff game in the first round of the state playoffs. So a lot of big games coming up. And there's still a lot of teams in the Upper Cumberland area, certainly right in the mix of the playoff race. So the next uh, three weeks of this regular season going to be very, very pivotal. And a lot of huge games on the agenda for next Friday night. We want to thank our studio producer, Mr. Will Hearn, today. Our on-site producer is Franklin McCarthy. We want to thank our coaches for being part of the show today. Monterey High School coach Scott Hughes for stopping by with some of his players this morning. We also want to thank the Cab County High School head coach, Steve Trapp, Jake Johnson, the head coach of the Clay County Bulldogs, Livingston Academy coach Dale Flatt, and check out our interview with the Warren County Football coach Matt Turner coming to UC Sports Nation. Coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. For the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action online now. UCSportsNation.com.